The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Before we begin, here are some exopolitical news. On the 23rd of November 2021, Deputy Secretary of Defense Kathleen Hicks, in close collaboration with the Director of National Intelligence, directed the Under Secretary of Defense for Intelligence and Security to establish within the office of the USD the Airborne Object Identification and Management Synchronization Group as a successor to the U.S. Navy's Unidentified Aerial Phenomena Task Force. The AOIMSG will synchronize efforts across the department and the broader U.S. government to detect, identify, and attribute objects of interest in special-use airspace and to assess and mitigate any associated threats to safety of flight and national security. Incursions by any airborne object into our SUA pose safety of flight and operations security concerns and may pose national security challenges. Tonight, we close the year with a full-spectrum and non-traditional interview. We'll discuss the latest on the DOD report to Congress regarding UAPs, the psychology of today's world, and what lies ahead, artificial intelligence. And as most of you know, music is an integral part of my life. Music is my drug. You may consider me a psychonaut. I explore many worlds while listening to music. What kind of music? Every kind. But most importantly... Space music. What is space music and why it's so important to me? You may be new to this, but you'll be glad you listened. You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, and more. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for Focused Life Force Energy, MMS, Rebounders, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Pure Organic Sulfur, Flash Drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas Seasons, and other great products. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button of our website at VeritasRadio.com. And now, here's your host, Mel Hostelrick. Dr. David Luxton, PhD, known as an artist as Dave Luxton. Dave is a composer, recording artist, and producer based in the Pacific Northwest of the U.S. He's a classically trained musician whose diverse compositions span multiple genres to include guitar-oriented compositions, cinematic film scores, and ambient soundscapes. As a recording artist, he's internationally known for his work in the ambient space music genre. His albums have been featured on nationally syndicated radio shows such as Hearts of Space, Musical Start Streams, and Stars End. He's also the founder of the Pacific Northwest-based Wayfair Records label. Dave is also a professor, author, and clinical psychologist. His academic work is focused on artificial intelligence and ethics. And his most recent novel, The Goldilocks Zone explores the topic of mass mind control and sense-making in the current times. And directly from the Pacific Northwest, I'm delighted to introduce to you for the first time on Veritas, Dr. David Luxton. Hello, Dr. Luxton, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? Hi, Mel. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you. My pleasure. May I call you Dave? 
Absolutely. By the way, that's the way I know you, Dave. And I've known you for years. You probably didn't know this until recently, but I was reading in the bio how I got to know you. It was because of our mutual friend, Ilana Freeland. She mentioned your name, and I said, is this the same Dave? Yep, that's the same Dave Luxon, and you made contact with me, and you're here today. I don't have a script. I usually don't have a script, but I usually have talking points and things to discuss. But I know for a fact that you discussed so many topics that I left it an open canvas. But before we begin, I'd like to explore you first. Tell me about you, your story, where you grew up. How did you get into music the way you are, psychology, artificial intelligence, and even UFOs? <laughs> well, um, yeah, I think it really starts with my my childhood growing up as a into, into music and wanting to be a musician. I grew up in the, the Northeast in New England, in New Hampshire, in Maine, even spent some of my childhood on an island off the coast. And uh, really impacted really who who I am today. I think those experiences and living in more rural areas of New England and then later moving into the big cities. Uh, I I was into music at a very early age and started off really with keyboards and, and synthesizers. I think I got my first synthesizer, which was a little tiny Yamaha, I think I got for Christmas in like early 80s when I was a little kid. And um then I got into guitar because I absolutely love rock and blues music and self-taught on guitar. Eventually started taking lessons in guitar in high school and got into doing, of course, a lot of blues music, but then classical guitar. And I studied that in high school. And then when I went to college, I started off as a music major and was learning you know, music theory and music production a little bit. And then I ended up kind of taking a left turn. I went in the United States Air Force. And I was a, I worked in the field of cryptology or, or you know, cryptography, really, in electronics and um, technology stuff, communications. And I had my music equipment everywhere I went, everywhere that I was stationed. I, I had a small little studio, my guitars, and, and stayed active in it and played in some bands here and there over the years. And then I decided after I left active duty Air Force that I, I wanted to go back to school and eventually become a clinical psychologist. So I did go to grad school. And while I was in graduate school, I decided that, you know, I want to start my own record label and I want to shift my focus over to making electronic music or ambient music. And I'd been making music like that for a long time, but I, I just didn't take it so seriously. Like, you know what, I'm going to make this into something. And I started composing and starting a little record label called Wayfarer Records, which I still have today, and it's grown. And just kept producing the music that just came very natural to me. And, and it's really the genre of space ambient music. And I'd love to talk more about space ambient music, Mel, because I think I know you're a huge fan of it. So. Yes. Um, but space music is really best defined as it sounds like it's you know from outer space well not really what it really means is that it's it's music that has a lot of atmosphere and it has really flowing kind of tones and effects and it's calming and often it gets tied in with the whole out, out of space stuff and if you if you listen to some of the earliest forms of space music might be lost in space the soundtrack to that that show and it's um, a very, exp again, expansive sound flowing really takes your mind kind of off, off the world in a way. And 
I'm also inspired by more traditional ambient music, such as that of Brian Eno. And Harold Budd is one of my favorite composers who passed away in the last year. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, he did. Um, He he was, um, I think he was maybe in his 80s. He he was up there. Um, But uh, I absolutely love Harold Budd because of his his compositions. And it's very organic. And he's a pianist. And so, by the way, did did he detune his piano when he played? Because that is very captivating when I listen to Harold Budd. Yeah, you know, it's it's very, as I said, it's very organic and natural sounding. And he, he might have it slightly detuned. He did certainly did studio effects and things where he was manipulating, you know, using the technology in a studio, but it's very natural sounding. And, um, I just love his compositions. I just, just get lost in those things. And it's very diverse too. He, he throws in some poetry in some of his work and he's worked with other musicians as well. But um, over the years, as I said, I just developed this space music style, and I really think I have my own style. I don't try to emulate anyone. I just do what's natural to me, and I spend countless hours, Mel, in, in my studio composing this music and trying to do something that's unique with it, that's different, that really takes advantage of the technologies that I have with you know, with the synthesizers and analog sense and virtual analog sense and digital synthesizers and the, the digital audio workstations. But at the end of the day, I'm also a guitar player. And really that's my, my most competent instrument is, is the guitar, not, not so much the, the keyboard or piano. And so I try to work that into my compositions and I'll often use an instrument called the Ebo, which is this little device that has a battery in it. And it, you hold it over the string or the strings, but one at a time of an electric guitar. And it makes the string of the guitar just vibrate infinitely, kind of like a violin, like you're bowing a violin. That's why they call it the Ebo, like an electronic bow. And I, I use that quite a bit. It's just, it's one of my signature instruments that I like to use. And for me, the, the composing, the, the space music is, People ask me, like, why do I do it? And someone said to me once, well, it's probably because it's really relaxing to you to compose it. It's like, you're absolutely right. You're, you're thinking like a psychologist. <laughs> but um, anyway, um, I also have a background in clinical psychology. I did go to graduate school and uh, I am a licensed psychologist. I'm, I'm active doing that. I like to help other people. I've been doing that my most of my whole life, but certainly my, my entire professional life. And that brings me great joy. And People ask me, well, is there a connection really between the the psychology stuff and the music? And not really. I think that for me personally, as I said, it is kind of therapeutic, I guess, to to compose the music. But I do feel that when I compose music and and I get it out there in the world and other people enjoy it, that I'm making a difference in the world for people in that way, through through an, an artistic way, that somehow it makes the world a bit better. And I think that music is the ultimate communicator and it's universal especially this type of music it really has no cultural bounds per se i mean it does use technology but it really doesn't really have any specific cultural origins i mean some people can argue there's sub sub genres of ambient music or electronic music that certainly come from different regions or parts of the world or countries and, and eras but in general space music is it's universal Let's compare notes here because I'm, I'm curious to compare some of our, and by the way, I'm not a musician. I'm not trained at all, but I dabble. I dabble and I, I play the guitar, the drums. And a few years ago when I started getting strikes on YouTube because 
people were just lending music to me, but they are still giving me strikes because of that. I said, you know what? I don't care. So I bought a Chord Kronos 2, and that's what people hear. You don't think the, the, some of the music, the intro, the outro, and that's what I do too, and a lot of space. But, you know, I'm not like you. I'm just a, a thick man of what, I, what you are. But let me just go back in time. My mother, I remember, she used to listen to classical music and, and waltz dance. My dad used to put classical music before we go uh, we were to go to sleep. So I always had fun memories of that. But later I thought, oh, this is too boring. I'm going to get into progressive rock now. And then in the mid-1980s, I remember a store open with uh, very high-end uh, sound systems, but they also had a music section. And I went there and I discovered the term New Age. And I'm, what is this? And Tangerine Dream and music from Hearts of Space and John Seri, Constance Denby, and, and a bunch of artists. And I was mesmerized because all my life, I remember in 1977, I went to the Miami Planetarium for the first time in my life. And I just was mesmerized by the visuals and the music. But I couldn't tell who's the artist playing the, 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 the music. And it was an old t 10 years later that I, th that I found Vangelis, zero, Albedo 0 0.39. And that was my very first way of knowing. And then Tangerine Dream with Phaedra. Then uh, who else? Brian Eno with uh, music for airports, ascending and ending. Beautiful music. And then I started listening to it at night. All of a sudden, even my family and friends just said to me, You've changed. You've become more successful. I was going to have a full-time job during the day and going to the university at night. I became so successful. My grades went to all 4.0s, and people were asking, what is it? And I would tell them, if I told you, you wouldn't believe it. It was music. It was my drug. It was, as you say, the universal language with people. So that was my beginning in appreciation of this type of music. And then, of course, from New Age, it became space music, a subgenre of New Age. Who are your inspirations, Dave? Well, you, you mentioned a handful of them right there. Uh, certainly, as I mentioned, Brian Eno, of course, Harold Budd, um, Tangerine Dream, absolutely. In fact, I didn't get into Tangerine Dream until a little bit later, and it was a friend of mine, Chuck Van Zyl, on the on the East Coast up in Philadelphia. He he got me onto it, and he's like, well, how come you're not listening to Tangerine Dream? And I had some of their albums, and I just didn't pay much attention to them like I should have. Um, and Vangelis, of course, I've been listening to Vangelis for a long time. Yeah, so I think those kind of big-name ambient artists are certainly, or, or electronic artists, are inspirations to me. As I mentioned, Harold Budd probably being the number one. But you know, Mel, I listen to all types of music. I love listening to pop music, to rock music. I even listen to a bit of heavy metal music. Yep, same here. I love classical music. Absolutely. So yes, I'm, and, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. Yeah, I have no bounds when it comes to music. You know, there's I certainly have what I prefer in music, but I listen when I listen to music, I hear the common certainly in Western music, is I hear the the common thread of what it is, regardless of the style. You know, it's I hear what it what it's doing, the, the, the structure of the music and what it's conveying. And even though there's different styles, we like to put things in categories, but it's really all just expression and in its mood, right? It's, it's expressing mood states and it's inducing mood in the listener and it makes you feel and it makes you think. I think one of the reasons why I like this genre so much is because every song is different. 
And there's something, and as you, like you, I go from classical music to heavy metal, a classic heavy metal, you know, all the way from Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, all the way to now. But right now, if you listen to pop music, not only do you have the autotune, but you have the same beats, and it's very repetitive, very, if you put on a, if, if Freddie Mercury and some of the big artists were here now, they used to write their lyrics, and right now, what do we, I don't mean to criticize current pop music, but it seems to, to be the same. What's your take on the current world of music? <laughs> Mel, you know, I've been thinking about this topic for, I don't know, 30 years when I, when I first started really getting into studying music, you know, and, and, um, I remember back then thinking the same kind of thing about the pop music that was out about how terrible a lot of it was. Some of it was great. Some of it was terrible. And it's that way today, but you're right. I think there, there is a very, a sense of um, kind of a plasticness to a lot of the music that's, that's pop that it's, it's just repeating the same stuff. They know what's going to sell if they just keep putting it out there and, and exposing people to it. And it doesn't, it lacks creativity and, a new way of approaching things. However, there's a lot of great pop stuff that is in that, you know, top 10 pop that is like incredibly creative, innovative and outside the box too. And they're doing some really great stuff with just the, the sounds and the tones. And so I think there's a mix, you know, I think you can find the, the gems, as I said, really in any style of music that's there. I certainly like to listen to things that I, I feel are more authentic, you know, but at the end of the day, it's what resonates with you as the individual. And that's what matters. And what I, I really recommend is for anyone out there is, is to listen to different styles of music. Certainly if you're a composer, listen to different stuff and expose your mind to different takes on or approaches on expression through sound. And it's very inspiring to do that. And as I said before, I enjoy pretty much all styles of music, maybe some exceptions that I don't listen to that much, but I can certainly appreciate them. But um, I, what's interesting too, Mel, is that I'll often listen to more uh, pop stuff and some rock stuff more than I probably listen to ambient music. It's for me, it's more of a if I'm in the mood for ambient, I'll put it on, and I'm, probably because I'm spending so much time composing it that I'm not going to listen to it so much. But um, I think diversity in, in music is a is a great thing. I can't agree more. With what you said, it's depending on the mood. And this is why I call music my drug. And, you know, back in the old days, people were just drinking caffeine or or doing things to, to focus. I just needed music. And I knew what type of genre I needed for a specific thing that I was doing at the time. And then I discovered, You probably, I'm curious to ask you this question. Are you familiar with the tuning frequency of A432 hertz? Oh, absolutely. Oh, my God. You need to tell me. And are you... Because I heard that, that artists like Prince were doing it in secrecy. They di he didn't want anyone to know that his music was tuned to a 432. Have you considered tuning your music into a 432? <laughs> I love this, Mel. So let me just explain it. So I, I don't know if you've talked about this topic to your listeners I before, have. but it might help to understand. So basically, there's a standard tuning, which is the, the standard tuning in, in the Western world is 440 hertz. Um, and so it's been that way for... Uh, 1930s, I believe, and there's a connection to Germany, yes. and it can open up to some all kinds of conspiracy stuff there if you if you go there with it. But the that's the the standard that's used. However, there's some understanding that the four is it 431, right? 432. Oh, four thirty one, right? Four thirty two. I'm sorry, four thirty two. It's more um, 
in tune to our, our more natural state of our of our minds or bodies and that it's more maybe more calming and better for us and so I'll- thank you for listening to unlock the full two-hour interview including video formats downloads transcripts exclusive articles and more subscribe to veritas plus now gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008 just click subscribe at veritasradio.com because you don't want to believe you want to know subscribe now to listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material proceed to the veritas plus member section or join the veritas plus family by subscribing click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.